0: Ha <laughs> ha
1: Hello, friend. I'm Jacques Howard, host of the Trenton 365 Show, and welcome. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station, and a three-time Stellar Awards winner for the Gospel Small Station. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WIMG 1300. If you're watching, it's over WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. You can send me an email directly, trenton365show at gmail.com. I do answer them. It may take me a little while, but I will get to you. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you over a meal or beverages and we can talk about how together we can uh, respect each other in a safe space we can learn from each other and then we can work towards building a better community for everyone. In the studio with me is Larry Kidder. Larry is an author and we're going to be talking about his latest book which is Crossroads of the Revolution Trenton, 1774 to 1783. Now, I met Larry a few years ago. He was on the program and he was talking about some of his other endeavors, writing, etc. cetera, and this wonderful region in New Jersey, Central New Jersey, Mercer County, where George Washington became George Washington. Just do your history and find out all the wonderful things that took place here, him traveling and never winning a battle until he won the two battles of Trenton and then Princeton, which catapulted him to this uh, person that we know as the founding father of our country. So, New Jersey... Specifically, Trenton, New Jersey, is where George Washington became George Washington. So Larry's going to be talking about his new book, and we're going to move quickly, but we're going to have him back because we believe, Larry and I both believe, that the American history that's taken place here in Trenton, New Jersey, in Mercer County, New Jersey, is 365 days of the year. This is American history, and it behooves us to consider how we can constantly keep that in the forefront. We can share that with the young people who are here, and then some of us who are a little older, we can learn a bit more about it. So without any further ado, Larry, welcome back to the program. Thanks very much, Jack. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. So let's talk about, uh, now, you know, let's, let's give a little brief history for the folks okay. who didn't hear us before. And um, both interviews will be up on the Trenton365.com website later so you can review those. Okay. So, Larry, let's, let's just talk a little bit about, about your background and what led you into, like,
0: being engrossed in American history. <laughs> okay, well, I professionally was a teacher, I'm retired now, and I taught for close to 40 years, um, mostly in this area, uh, Mercer County area, although I started out in Ohio. (laughs) And the thing is that for many years, I didn't really want to live in New Jersey. (laughs) I wasn't born here. I don't have any ancestry here. Um, Didn't move here until I was in uh, just about high school, and I've always enjoyed other places, but now that I've lived in New Jersey since the 19, late 1950's, uh, you couldn't get me out of New Jersey. And part of it's because of the history. Uh, I've just gotten so interested in uh, particularly this part of New Jersey's history, Mer- let's call it Mercer County. Um, I just think that it's, it's a fabulous story about fabulous people doing amazing things. And again, you just couldn't get me out of this area. Mm-hmm. right now. I, I've just grown to really love it here. And as we were talking about before, one of the things that kind of amazes me is how little uh, it's promoted um, at the higher levels of government and all of that to uh, to make people aware of it. And that's one reason why I, in retirement, have gotten into the research and writing Uh, business uh, of history. I still think I'm a teacher, by the way. (laughs) You will always be be a teacher. I will always be a teacher because I want to, as a teacher, I always wanted, I always told my kids that my main job was not to necessarily teach them specific things about history, but to make them excited about history and interested in history and wanting to continue to learn more about history. Mm. Uh, It wasn't just about getting through my class and getting a grade and then forgetting it. It was, uh, if, if you don't want to do more history when you get out of my class, then I have failed you, is the way I always looked at it. And so that's the way I look at it with, with what I uh, do in my writing. I don't just want to get information out there for um, people who are fascinated by a particular topic in history. I want to fascinate more people in that topic by doing the writing and getting them to, um, like I say want more and hopefully that's what happens because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's the goal uh, and and that's what i think is is, is really a, a good thing about a teacher is somebody who wants somebody who wants to get people turned on to, to doing things I, I i decided i wanted to be a teacher when i was in first grade mm-hmm. uh, first grade for the second time <laughs> gotcha okay i we moved from california to indiana and i went to uh i i, I did First grade at age five in California. And then we moved to Indiana it was age six. And so my parents had to decide, am I gonna be the youngest kid in the class or, or be with my peers? And I went to a two room country school with six grades. So there were three grades in each classroom. This was out in the country, it was a little house on the prairie. I mean it was outhouses, there were you know, animal farm animals around. This was out on the edge of Bloomington, Indiana. And because I had done first grade before, the teacher would have me help first graders when she was working with second and third graders if a kid had a question. And even though it's been over 60 years now, I can still remember the day when a kid was having trouble with something and I helped him and I saw the look on his face when he understood it and felt good about himself because he understood it. I said, this is what I want to do.
1: And I want to interrupt there. Um, For those who are in the listening and viewing audience, just consider the power that you yield when you encourage a young person. Mm -hmm. So that teacher who encouraged you to help out another child. At that point in your life, that was one of those aha moments. Like your soul was satisfied. You knew right then and there. And you've done it. Now, like you said, for for 60 plus years, and you're still educating. I know I I was just at an event where you had a a packed house of people who wanted to hear what you were talking about (laughs) about your book, The Crossroads to the American Revolution. So um, parents, um, any adult, think about the power that you have when... You are encouraging a young person. You can literally, just the same as this, that teacher mm-hmm. helped to make your life what it is, right. you can do it on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so at that moment, and it clicked, wow, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I, I felt some sort of like soulful satisfaction from what I did. And you mm-hmm. knew at that moment.
0: Mhm. Mhm. It, it, it just became a question of what would I teach, what level would I teach, you know, what What situations would I get into in teaching? But I knew I was going to teach. Absolutely knew that right from first grade. Hmm.
1: So at that point, um, you got it. Okay? You know, I, w- I, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. What was it about American history that grabbed you?
0: Okay. Uh, there were a number of things that came together in, in my youth. Uh, living in Indiana where we were, when I was in grade school, um, there was a house right behind our house. We were in a new development, but there was an old farmhouse. And the lady who lived there uh, enjoyed the history of that house. It dated back to about 1840 or so. It was a big brick farmhouse. And she told stories about it being on the Underground Railroad and how they hid, and she showed me where they hid the runaway uh, slaves uh, running for their freedom. Um, And, you know, just told stories about what had happened on this property where we lived, you know, and in this area where we lived. And my grade school teachers in Bloomington were fabulous with history also, and got us to um, write history, uh, write plays about history, write stories about history, as well as the, the factual history itself. But again, looking at it as a human activity. And history to me became what it, the story of humanity. Uh, again, when I was teaching, the kids would say, "What do I need to learn history for?" I would say, and they'd, they'd always say, "Oh, they always say, you know, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it." Mm-hmm. I said, "No, that's not why you study history. You're 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 going to make mistakes. You know, you're not going to, you know, be perfect because you know history. But knowing history is going to help you learn what it means to be a human being. You're going to understand how your life is like other people's lives have been in the past." You can be able to compare what's going on in the world in, in your lifetime with what was going on in the world in other people's lifetime and how they were affected by things they couldn't control. Just like you're affected by things you can't control. And if you're feeling down and out about things, um, realize that you're not alone in that. You know, other people have had to experience that and had to figure out how to, how to work their way through it and thrive. Mm-hmm. And you can work your way through it and thrive if you understand how people have done it in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, it's, your teaching obviously has been a life lesson, like like I'm I'm teaching you about humanity exactly, and and how we can we can continue to
0: progress and evolve right. as as a society. Right, and you're gonna learn some facts along the way, but, you know. <laughs> some really cool <laughs> but, facts, but, as a matter of fact. But, but the important thing is you're learning what it is to be yourself, you know, because you're a human being. Hmm.
1: That's fantastic.
0: So, Larry, let's, let's talk about your book. we got a yes. few minutes before we're up on a break. Mm-hmm. But I, I
1: want to talk about your latest book, Crossroads right. of the Revolution, Trenton, 1774 to 1783. Right. Um, and, and when you were on last year, you were in the
0: process of, of right. writing this. Mm-hmm.
1: So just talk a brief summary of your book.
0: Well, the book, I, I wanted to write a book about Trenton that didn't just focus on the battles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody knows about them when you mention Trenton to anybody in in connection with the Revolution they think you know capturing Hessians and crossing the Delaware you know and maybe even the Battle of Princeton you know that kind of thing but they don't think about anything else and what I had learned from my research on previous uh, topics was that a whole lot of things happened in New Jersey and happened in the Trenton area. Uh, Trenton was uh, right on the main transportation route from north to south in the Continental Thirteen Colonies. And its location right between New York and Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Sort of like, you know, it's the joke now, you know, that New Jersey is is the area you have to go through to get between New York and Philadelphia. That's right. You know, and that that's its claim to fame. Well, in many ways it was that way also during the revolution. But what a lot of people don't understand about the revolution is that so much of it took place here in New Jersey. Uh, Probably more battles, more skirmishes. Uh, The Continental Army spent more time here. George Washington spent more time in this state uh, than just about anywhere else. And because of Trenton's location, everything went through Trenton. Uh, The people of Trenton in 1778 actually used the words in a letter to George Washington because they didn't want him to do something. Uh, they, they felt overwhelmed by what it, they were being asked to do. So they, they described Trenton as so necessary a post and so frequent a thoroughfare. And That really is, is the subtitle of, of the book and Washington had to keep his army in the field. Uh, he had to keep an army together in order to win the revolution. And the role of Trenton over the ten years that, that I show in this book was really the things that Trenton did to help keep his army in the field, help him achieve what he was. Uh, his, his main goal was, was to outlast, essentially, the British. He knew he couldn't necessarily take them on full tilt in battle, but he, as long as he survived and as long as his army survived, Uh, There was hope
1: I'm going to cut you off right there because we're up on a break I'm speaking with author Larry Kidder And we're talking about his book Crossroads of the Revolution Trenton 1774 to 1783 You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show And we'll be back after a short break And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host Jacques Howard. In the studio with me is Larry Kidder. Larry is an author, and I'm going to show his book again: Crossroads of the Revolution, Trenton, 1773 to 17 excuse me 1774 to 1783. We're moving quickly, but Larry promised that he will come back. He is available for speaking engagements. You can reach out to him uh, and talk to him. He loves talking about history. I was fortunate enough to be in attendance at uh, one of the talks that he gave during Patriots Week. Um, which is the week between Christmas and New Year's in downtown Trenton. And it was a packed house at the Trenton Free Public Library. I had to interrupt the people who wanted to uh, talk to him after the speaking engagement so I could get a little picture and say, hey, look, I'll see you in a couple of weeks when you're on the show. But uh, we were just talking off the air about how many people are, are really interested in American history and the fact that this can be a vehicle for us to consider how we can remarket or how we can brand this area and and you've agreed to that
0: i absolutely agree and quite honestly one of the reasons i i wrote the book on trenton was to help satisfy that curiosity that i know is out there and also to encourage more history um, venues and more more activity and more encouragement for people to come and visit Trenton and visit the old barracks, visit the Trent house, visit the, the locations where so many of these things took place. Um, Trenton has changed a lot since the American Revolution but in many ways the street pattern is still there mm-hmm. and you can still walk the streets and you can still get a sense of how uh, how big the place was during the revolution and how. Cozy, it really was. It was a small, a small place compared to today, of course. And you can get some idea, if uh, of how how things um, evolved, how, how battles evolved, how um, transportation evolved, all kinds of things during that ten-year uh, period, uh, as well as other periods in Trenton's history too. Uh, you have to kind of break through all of the buildings and the, the modern stuff, you know, and kind of visualize in your mind what it, what it was like and I was hoping that this book would, would help people to do that and help help people who visit Trenton to have an idea that this is a, a really a unique place and and one that that is, is well worth studying and well worth knowing about mm-hmm. and it, as well as being interesting
1: mm-hmm. and, and you know when, whenever um, I talk to, to historians like yourself um, I always ask about the diversity of Trenton mm-hmm. um, because uh, uh, Trenton, is a very diverse community now. But the more people I speak to who are historians, they Mm -hmm. say Trenton has always Always been been a very diverse community. There were Mm -hmm. Germans here, the British were here, you had uh, Native Americans who were here, you had free and enslaved people of color, and not of color as well. This was
0: really a microcosm of the country then, and it still is today. Right, Even, even more so at that time, the middle colonies Uh, New York, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania uh, were the most diverse of all of the 13 colonies and New Jersey from among those middle colonies was one of the most diverse. Uh, Think about the fact that it was two Jerseys at one point, East and West Jersey. Uh, They were settled by different groups of people, Mm -hmm. uh, different religions, different uh, 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 European backgrounds and a number of different religions, or um, variations on Christianity for the most part, but um, but still not all the same. And yes, Trenton had a very diverse population during the time of the Revolution, almost from its beginning, its colonial beginnings. It had that diverse population, and that's something that I think is, is, is well worth uh, understanding. It's it's not something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is the way Trenton and this part of New Jersey has been. And it's one of the reasons it, it thrived the way it did, because mm-hmm. of that diversity. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, s- since we're um, short on time, and you mm-hmm. promised to come back, so we'll go into more details um, right. after I, I hear a bit more about the book. But... Um, y- when you gave the speaking engagement during Patriots Week at the Trenton Free Public Library, you went through a bunch of people who are listed right. in the book. Right. Can you just share maybe a little <laughs> bit about some of them? Because I think that it, it's important for people to to realize that these are individuals. It right. wasn't this this big, grandiose thing. These were just every or, ordinary, everyday people here in Trenton.
0: Right. Well... Now, who to pick is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, 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 when I when I did that talk at the library, I tried to pick a diverse group of people. <laughs> uh, I could have picked a lot of people that were all the same, but you know, there was also the diversity. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to um, point out by picking individuals is to show that um, the ideas at the time were um, people were struggling with those ideas. Mm. Uh, they were struggling with this whole idea of revolution. You know, you've heard the term patriots and loyalists. You know, those who supported the revolution and those who wanted to stay with with Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And a number of the people in in Trenton, it's hard to tell exactly where their uh, feelings were on that. Uh, it may change. It, it may have changed during that ten-year period. Uh, one of the things that has struck me very strongly in doing this research was the effect of the Declaration of Independence on the revolution. Uh, we all know that the revolution started as a protest movement against acts of Parliament, primarily taxes. Um, and what we need to remember is that the colonists were not against taxes. They were against being having taxes imposed on them by Parliament rather than their own local governments. They, they were very happy to be subjects of the king they just didn't want to be subjects of parliament mm-hmm. they wanted to have their own local governments, their own assemblies mm-hmm. and, and and elect their own people and, and then their own representatives could tax them Okay, it, it, that's kind of a misunderstanding that we have sometimes it was the no taxation without representation rather than no taxation mm-hmm. um, but as the uh, protests moved along and we've got, they got to be a little more violent. People were still hoping for a peaceful resolution that would bring them back to being happy British citizens. Mm-hmm. Then, with the Declaration of Independence, where some of these people have made great commitment to the revolution and have become kind of enemies of the state of Great Britain, you know, over their leadership of the protests now all of a sudden with the declaration of independence it's not a protest uh, revolution anymore it's we want to be independent a new country mm-hmm. we want to break away and people were saying okay now i'm not a protester i'm a traitor Now, how do i feel about that you know can i can i deal with that and there were a number of people um, that we found in trenton uh, a man named John Barnes, for example. I don't think he was one that I mentioned the other yeah, night. I was going to say it doesn't ring a bell. But okay. <laughs> but John Barnes was a local uh, distiller in Trenton. Sounds <laughs> like my kind of guy.
1: <laughs> and he was also
0: the uh, the high sheriff of uh, Hunterdon County under the under the colonial, the king's government. Now, John Barnes, once the revolution got going. Was being told now by a new government uh, that was kind of in parallel with the British government to arrest loyalists and to imprison them. And he said, "Wait a minute," he says, "I don't disagree with them, (laughs) you know. I'm, I'm I'm the sheriff, but I don't disagree with these people. And you're not really a legal government telling me what to do, you know. The the king is is my boss, you know." So, he had been relatively supporting the revolution up to that point. He just didn't actively want to harass loyalists. But after the Declaration of Independence, he actually left town, went to the British, uh, signed on in a loyalist regiment, uh, fighting with the British. And, believe it or not, he was back in Trenton at the Battle of Trenton. On the other side. On
1: the other side.
0: He had come back and he actually uh, was living in a house, staying in a house where a Hessian uh, guard post was on the outskirts of Trenton, and it was one of the first that was attacked. And he actually later on was asked to uh, testify about the actions of the Hessian commander in that area and how he reacted to the American attack. And Barnes found him to have done a magnificent job militarily in fighting a retreating action uh, to delay the Americans from getting into town Mm -hmm. Larry, uh,
1: unfortunately I'm going to have to cut you off there
0: but what's the best way for
1: people to get in contact with you and to purchase your book?
0: Well the best way would be to go to my website uh, which is WL Kidder, my my initials and last name, and then the word historian uh, dot com All right, so WL.
1: Kidder, K-I-D-D-E-R historian.com. And I'll have that link up on the Trenton 365 website and social media sites as well. Larry, I'm sorry for cutting things short. But Larry Kidder has been my guest in the second segment. His book, his latest book, Crossroads of the Revolution, Trenton 1773 to 1783. 1774 to 1783. And we'll have him back on the program at another time. Larry, thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you, Jack. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll see you next week.